how does one accurately describe the super cool, bustling atmosphere of this month's Town Taster suburb? Yes, it's the oldest suburb in Melbourne, a mecca for travellers, artists, working professionals, bohemians and the free-spirited. There's a level of acceptance that anything goes, with a display of extremes that sees residents from the Housing Commission Towers mixed with wealthy, high-income hipsters. Its closeness to Melbourne University makes it convenient for students, but because of its vibe and live music scene, it's also attractive to musos and creatives who all enjoy the accessibility and proximity to the CBD. It's Fitzroy, of course, Melbourne's very first suburb. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langder. Its European settlement dates back to 1839 and was formerly known as Newtown. Fitzroy was created when the area between Melbourne and Alexandra Parade was subdivided into vacant lots offered for sale. Fitzroy is literally 10 minutes away from the CBD and is bordered by Victoria Street that flows into Victoria Parade, Nicholson Street, Smith Street and Alexandra Parade. It adjoins the suburbs of Carlton and Collingwood with the suburb itself divided by Alexandra Parade, forming what is now known as Fitzroy North and Fitzroy. According to the Australian Bureau of Statistics in 2019, Fitzroy had a population of 11,903 people and geographically it is considered a small inner city suburb. Fitzroy has gone through its share of trials and tribulations with a swaying reputation as a great place to dwell. In its early days, it was an attractive location frequented by gentlemen, bankers and merchants. It was also a thriving industrial area for the clothing and boot trade. In contrast to the wealthy who lived in the newly built townhouses, the workers lived in cramped one- and two-bedroom terrace houses of substandard condition. The depression of the 1890s saw the wealthy move away and those who remained experienced chronic unemployment, paving the way for crime, poverty and immorality to take over. It also became home to a large number of Indigenous Melburnians who were dispossessed of their land. Newly arrived migrants from the Middle East and Asia, who also needed to find affordable accommodation, found refuge in Fitzroy. Unfortunately, Fitzroy became known as slum territory. For many years, the suburb of Fitzroy was plagued by newspaper reports together with sensationalist headlines of gang activity, prostitution and crime rackets that further cemented its reputation for being a dangerous, unsavoury place to live. The likes of underworld figures John Wren and Squeezy Taylor also added to Fitzroy's notoriety. In response to the level of poverty, crisis and distress, many of the established churches increased their charitable activities and due to the housing crisis, the government decided to erect multi-storey tower blocks of apartments for public housing, which are still there today. 
Fitzroy underwent a resurgence in the 1990s, where suddenly it became a desirable place to live. Along came the uni students, artists and home renovators who snapped up factories and warehouses for conversions or demolished sites for new residential development. Heritage-protected terrace houses and plane trees add to the reason why people now choose Fitzroy for their home. Partner of Jealous Craig Fitzroy, Charles Atkins is now in his 13th year of selling real estate, primarily across Melbourne's inner north. Welcome, Charles. How are you? Very well, Sue. Thanks for uh, having me this morning. Looking forward to uh, our discussion around the Fitzroy Marketplace. Yeah, thank you for coming along. Now, Fitzroy is steeped in history. It's probably a good, oh, it's actually 19... It's 1830-something, wasn't it, that it was um, sort of first came along? Yeah, so we're talking almost 200 years ago, wow. It was also considered like Melbourne slums at one stage, but also a little bit of gentrified sort of times. Um, So we've had a very cross-section of the community living in Fitzroy over the almost 200 years. So what type of people are gravitating to Fitzroy now? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a fascinating suburb to be working on. In fact, I've, um, I've been working, uh, particularly for Troy, the better part of 12 years. And yes. what I've noticed, um, there's a real mix of profiles of people and age groups that are attracted mm-hmm. to Fitzroy. So we see a lot of young professionals. Um, you know, they might be based, uh, sorry, they might be aged somewhere between, you know, late 20s, early 30s. Uh, a lot of doctors, lawyers, yes. again, gravitating to the suburb, I think from a convenience and lifestyle point of view. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting also, we do see a lot of uh, downsizers. So they actually started here in Fitzroy a number of years ago, university. Uh, they've gone out to the eastern suburbs, they've raised the family, and guess what? They've come back because they know how good the lifestyle is in, in Fitzroy. So it's a really broad mix of you know, young professionals um, investors even, downsizers, mm. and we're even seeing a number of expats come back into yeah. uh, the suburb who are coming back from you know, Europe, Asia, etc. Um, mm. Just gravitated by uh, gravitated by the lifestyle. Yeah, you sort of understand the doctor lawyer thing because there's so many great hospitals in the area. Yeah. Um, so obviously, it's really close to work and lots of specialised kind of facilities. Yeah, so many fields. I mean, people, you know, quite often I'll have a conversation to uh, to a seller, to, to a vendor, to someone who resides in the local area, and you know what they tell me constantly or consistently is that they love walking to work. So yeah, it might not necessarily be a public transport, but being able to walk through you know, Carlton Gardens or Fitzroy Gardens to work that's only going to take five to ten minutes. It's a big yeah. reason why they're investing. In, uh, in this suburb. Yeah, makes a whole lot of sense, that's for sure. Absolutely. Now, we've obviously talked about the walking to work. What other things attract people to Fitzroy? Oh, it, it's got to be the, uh, the lifestyle, of course. It's, um, yeah. it's an amazing array of bars, restaurants, cafes. Actually, at one this morning, I must give them a plug, Staggerlease, grabbing the morning yeah. coffee and, and breakfast. But you walk along, you know, Brunswick Street, Gertrude Street, Johnson Street, 
it um, it really has a broad range of uh, a different you know retail therapy. It's got some amazing little restaurants and eateries, and I think you know it's only getting better. You know, it has got better. We've seen some really high end restaurants, particularly up in Gertrude Street, come into the area yeah. over the last few years. Like a Cutler and Co. and, and Marion, of course. I mean, that, that just puts the suburb in the spotlight, right? You know, um, it does. What an incredible little restaurant that is. And, you know, there's some um, great little uh, markets as well, morning markets. Um, you know, just as I said, just a real array of variety. And, you know, people love that. And it's got a lot of media attention over the years as mm. well. So, yeah, a lot of fun. I'd say, a lot of fun and yes. you can't beat good coffee. Yeah. I actually love the little uh, French creperie just up the road from Gertrude, uh, from Cutler & Co. Um, well, yeah, Gertrude that. Street. And, you know, you, what's fascinating too, you can just wander through the streets of Fitzroy and, um, you know, you'll find something off the beaten track. You know, even yeah. down Rose Street, there's a, an amazing little bakery called Loon. And quite often, oh yes, we love Loon too. <laughs> you can find there's a, a line fifty to hundred meters long, all waiting for uh, for their croissants or uh, yeah. bread. So, you know, I think that's what's pretty fun about the suburb or interesting is that it's not just the the main strips that we've talked about, but it's these hidden gems that you can mm. cruise around Fitzroy and, and find something that bizarrely is there or um, you know tucked away. Yeah, I think it's one of those suburbs that you feels like you're transformed into a completely different international city. Like you feel yeah. like you could be in Paris one minute or in Rome the next, or you know, it's just got that absolute international vibe thing going. Well, it, it's far from dull, right? It, uh, yeah, it's far from dull. So I mean, you know, I've, um, I've experienced a lot of Melbourne and I've been a lot of suburbs over the journey, but I've got to say. Um, you know, Fitzroy personally, I just love uh, what it offers. You know, as I said, mm. you know, so many really interesting food types, really interesting people, um, hidden gems along the way, and uh, it's just what makes the suburb so popular. Yes, definitely. Now, getting into the property side of things, what type of property can we find in Fitzroy? Yeah, great question. Um Again, what, what makes it really interesting in the suburb is it's quite diverse. So mm. um, what I mean by that is you've got a lot of different property types. Like, So we can step outside and we can find the old McRobertson chocolate factories. So rich in history and, and character, these are old factories, working factories 100-plus years ago. And today, you know, they, they home a lot of really interesting warehouse conversions that people... Residing. So you've got these you know, great, great factories that are being converted and they offer so much wonderful warehouse aesthetic and big living spaces and high ceilings and beams, exposed yeah. bricks, the works. Uh, then you can move across to, you know, old 70s blocks, you know, a fair bit of character, yeah. of course. Um, you know, a handful of new builds that are coming into the area and then traditionally, you know, you'll find, you know, both the single-funded Victorian double story, double fronted, you know, a handful of Edwardians. Um, but what's hard to go past is the standalone factories that have been converted. And yeah. there are a number of really special 
uh, conversions that I've seen over the years, and they might, you know, sit on two or three hundred square meters, uh, but they've been, you know, converted to an intimate spot over, you know, maybe two or three levels, and some of the values we've been seeing for those have been absolutely uh, phenomenal over the years. Yeah. So, yeah, as I said, a real diversity in in properties that are offered uh, across Fitzroy. Yeah, a hundred years ago, maybe even more, even more recently, some of those factories were mainly clothing and boot trade kind of uh, factories. So they're not like they have lots of wheat and and flour. No, no, but, but you can <laughs> certainly tough. read up on that. Um, but yeah. yeah, as I said, what what they do offer is you know these unassuming facades. And, mm. and you know, in your step, and thankfully, a lot still hold that that warehouse charm or that aesthetic. And yeah. um, you know, people have put their modern touch on it or their twist on it, but they still offer that that wonderful warehouse feel space. Which, yeah. you know, arguably, we would offer you know across Fitzroy uh, some of the best warehouse conversions in Melbourne. We really, yeah, would. yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, talking about factory conversions, how about some price ranges? What can we see for a factory conversion these days in terms of price? Yeah, it, I guess it all varies on, you know, space and square metres, yeah. you know, elevation. But, you know, entry level, you know, we're seeing possibly an 80, 90 square metre warehouse conversion for just shy of a million dollars. Um, yeah. We can then see, you know, conversions that maybe on that top floor, offering 100 and 150 square metres that might push, you know, over $2 million. So it sort of varies, you know, from, from shapes and sizes and, and square metres. Yeah. But, um, you know, that entry level, you're really sort of circling a million dollars. And then yeah. in some cases, you know, you start to spread, you know, well over two, two and a half. Yeah. And then, you know, look at terraces. Um, you know, say a, a single-fronted Victorian terrace that, that might fall... Yeah, one two, one point three million. Yeah, uh, upwards of again two and a half, three, and in some cases we've been hitting four million dollars. Yeah, late, which is, uh, which is pretty epic numbers. They are pretty epic. Um, now, do you see many townhouses? Or was it more like? Yeah, the townhouses, predominantly uh, terraces, apartments, and yeah. warehouses. You know, there has been um, you know some townhouse development over the last 20, 30 years. Um, mm. But primarily, you know, it, it's that uh, it's that unit, terrace and, and warehouse market. But the townhouses are well received because um, they do offer some really good value into the market. Mm. So, you know, if I'm talking to a number of buyers that might be priced out of a two-bedroom single-funded terrace for, let's say, 1314, yeah. the next best bet is... A townhouse that's yeah. offering similar accommodation might not be on its own title, but it's got similar accommodation, off-street parking, and and well yeah. located. So it's it's a bit of a fallback option for those that are missing out. Yeah. Now apartments is obviously some of those major factories have been converted into smaller apartments, um, but then you've also got you know newer apartment buildings. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that would a, attract the student crowd as well as the the uh, professional crowd, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's a real mix. Again, it's a real mix. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of this, I guess, newer apartments that 
probably attracting more that first home buyer because it's a nice yeah. entry level. You know, it might be price point around the six to seven. Yeah. We do see the, the warehouse conversions a slightly stronger price point than yeah. that that might fall more, as I was talking, eight 800 and above, potentially even a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So how has that all changed since prior to COVID? Like in terms of prices, obviously we're seeing some oh, ridiculous geez. prices. Crazy, <laughs> but, eh? Really yeah. crazy. I mean, the real estate market has been a, a pretty um, active topic around the dinner table and it continues mm. to be. I mean, I think, you know, metropolitan Melbourne and, and Fitzroy prices have seen a really healthy, healthy growth. But, you know, we're seeing areas, rural areas, regional areas, coastal areas, like it's all going a little bananas at the moment. Mm. There's so much, so much debt. But, you know, a prime example, um, you know, I would say a, a Victorian terrace uh, pre-COVID might have fallen you know, one 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 point two. Mm. We're now seeing a lift upwards of one four one five for the same terrace. Mm. You know that, and that's a you know an eight month period. But the level of demand um, has just been phenomenal. You know, not mm. only for the terraces, but you know, I could give you lots of examples for again uh, units and, and warehouses. Yeah. But there's there's a lift of you know, let's put dollars around it, anywhere between, you know, a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, and you'd be in- you'd be seeing a lot of um people going, I just want to move back to the city or I want to have that five kilometer radius where everything is accessible, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, the big part of the reason people come to to future as we touched on is that's is that lifestyle. Yeah, but it's pretty ultra cool real estate as well. You oh, know, it is pretty it. cool. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, it gets a lot of media attention. We find you know because it's a nice point of difference in the Melbourne market. Yeah, um, and, and people are you know we, we're gravitated by um, you know entertainment and it, and it offers you know maximum entertainment. Yeah. So, what would be considered the most expensive pockets of Fitzroy? Yeah, well, it's all pretty expensive. Um, <laughs> traditionally, where yeah, yeah, North Fitzroy's got a bit of a bit more of a exclusivity, isn't it? North well, it, you know, it's probably the schools and uh, yeah. and bigger pops up there that all the properties from price point. But yeah. you know, if we look at Fitzroy, traditionally we've seen um, some big results fall towards that Gertrude Victoria yeah. Parade end and. That little pocket, you know, along call it Gore Street, George and Napier are some striking terraces. Yeah. You know, some, some are positioned on a larger allotments of land or you've got the big double-storey terraces where they have um, undertaken some pretty extensive renovations. Yeah. Ice points up there uh, have been falling, you know, upwards of two and a half, three, three and a half, mm-hmm. four. We find that that, that part of... Fitzroy too, it's a little closer to that East Melbourne fringe. Yes. It's also, um, you know, a little closer to uh, those who enjoy the MCG or their fans of the yeah. football, the city, of course, and then wonderful amenity uh, in, yeah. in and around that area. So, you know, you might find a, a terrace, exact same terrace, at that end towards Alexander Parade, there could be a price difference of, you know, $200,000. Mm, yeah. 
Now, I think it was. I think it was pre-COVID. I went on a crime walking tour with freelance journalist and private historian Michael Shelford. Have you heard of Michael Shelford? I have. I have indeed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's uh, well known in the area, and quite often I'll, I'll bump into him in the streets of Victoria. Lovely yeah. man. Yes, he's a lovely man. Now, he showed me some houses that have a lot of notorious history to them, like where Squizzy Taylor got shot um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, some houses which were renowned brothels over 100 years ago. No, he's, he's, he's got the works. He knows exactly what went on. And the, the biggest thing that surprised me was when I went on the tour that he said, look, it's around 11,000 people live in Fitzroy now, but... 100 years ago, it was like three or eight times, like it was a massive amount of people, like 80,000 people, 30,000 people lived in Fitzroy because a lot of the houses were boarding houses and whole families would live in one room and so there'd be, you know, six families living in one house essentially. Yeah. 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 So really very different history to what it is now. Um. Now, do you find people buy property in Fitzroy because they love the history or the urban legends behind the homes, or is that just yeah, me, it, me it, thinking that way? <laughs> no, I mean, it, it does have a, um, a very colourful past Yeah, uh, Fitzroy, and, and in a number of cases, I wouldn't say every case, but a handful of cases, there's a, a pretty interesting uh, history or story behind a home or mm. uh, a conversion or a set of flats and what have you. Um, I think, um, you know, people are obviously gravitated to the property itself. Yes. Uh, along comes a story and, well, we, that just creates another piece to the puzzle. Um, yeah. But uh, quite often um, people, you know, they, they love history and, you yeah. know, if it can offer some, some extra character or history, well, sometimes it might be the edge that... Um, is more appealing or is um, um, is the difference in you know, someone pursuing it or, or not pursuing it. Yeah, because I like, I want to know that I've got that bullet hole in the side of the house. Yeah, which, yeah. You know, well, I must admit, you know, when, when we see, when we see uh, a, you know, a property with um, an interesting past, it, it does uh, generally uh, activate some, some pretty special um, media attention. Oh, it and, would. Uh, and obviously with that comes with further interest and, you know, everyone puts a spin on it. So, oh, okay. um, yeah. Yeah, there'll be, there'll be a story of, like, Aunt Maud from, you know, four doors down. She she knew, you know, what really yeah. happened here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. I think once the, once the person moves in, they find out a lot more, probably too much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there'll be, like, some, you know old newspapers under carpet that, you know, yeah, yeah, could have yeah. a bit of blood stain on it or something. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the works, the works. I'm trying to think of any uh, crazy stories I can share with you. But, oh, okay. I mean, they're, they're all pretty consistent. There's, all, there's always a, uh, a, a bit of a story about each house. In, yeah. Uh, yeah. It makes it more fun, doesn't it? Well, it does. It does. Yeah. That's what you're going to uncover when you do the renovation. I know. I reckon it'll be fun. Anyway, now what are your predictions for the rest of 2021? Oh, I, I'd have to say uh, the market will continue to perform um, 
extremely well. I mean, it's performed oh so well the first five months of, of this year. And I think with interest yeah. rates the way they are, uh, we're seeing clearance rates you know, constantly or consistently hovering at 80%. There's a lot of confidence in this marketplace, but there's also a number of active buyers. So we're seeing in most auction cases there's three or four bidders. Yeah. Now, and that's in just about every price point and, and property type. So guess what? Those three or four buyers who are missing out at auction are still looking next week and the week after. And then there's um, the people the coming factor, in. New buyers entering the marketplace. I mean, yeah. there's obviously pent-up demand from the COVID period and and that's where we see we saw some you know, incredible results post the, mm. post the lockdown. But that's just on and and people have a real need and a want to be uh, to be ownership or sorry to have ownership of property yeah. and and some would say well if you if you're not buying now uh, you know call it tomorrow well you might be paying another fifty a hundred thousand dollars on, on yeah. a home or an apartment in six to twelve months it's the way the marketing the market mm-hmm. is forming so great confidence great level of you know demand. Um, and um, property prices, obviously, you know, increasing, improving. They're all factors, people, uh, all factors as to why this market should continue to perform well over the yep. next six to 12 months. Yeah. So are you finding many international buyers coming in or is it just purely yeah. local? Yeah, we have. We have. We've, um, I mean, there's no doubt there's, there's a real um, level of demand from, from both locals, but... Uh, and and um, you know, those within Melbourne, where we are, or have been seeing a lot of expats uh, coming yeah. back, um, given what's happening overseas, and you know they're uh, they're in the groove to go shopping. They want something mm-hmm. ultra cool, and Fitzroy's a you know a suburb that is quite appealing to them. I don't know if they're all talking behind our backs, mm-hmm. but I'm finding that one expat after the next is is coming into play. Um, yeah. particularly for something a bit more quirky and interesting and different. Yeah. Um, well, they've got the money, haven't they? Well, yeah, they've, they've been uh, well uh, well rewarded overseas by the sounds yeah. of it. And um, they're, uh, they're eager to buy into the local area. Nice. So how can listeners get in contact with you to help them buy property in Melbourne's Inner North? It's uh, 0405. Yeah. Two eight seven double one two. That's me. Beautiful. We will have your information in our show notes at the end of the podcast. Well, thanks again, Charlie, for joining us today on our Town Taster podcast about Fitzroy. Recently voted as the coolest street in the world, Smith Street, nestled in Fitzroy and Collingwood, is now cooler than Rodeo Drive and Sunset Boulevard in LA, Hager Lane in Singapore, New York's 30th Street in Queens, and Marienstrasse in Berlin. Now, we're going to talk to some cool cats who converted a warehouse in Fitzroy over 20 years ago and still love it today. We're talking to Andrew and Jenny Butler from Butler Plumbing, and they are long-term residents of Fitzroy. So why, Andrew, did you choose to live in Fitzroy? 
We're originally from country Victoria, and we figured if we moved into Melbourne, we might as well move all the way in. And that's why, and this came up for us. It's a warehouse shell that we bought. Awesome. So it's been a big experiment, and we love it. Yeah, sounds good. So how long have you been there for? We moved in in the 90s, so a very long time ago. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, and we we actually planned to only live here for a couple of years um, and thinking, well, you know, no kids, we'll have a great time, and then we'll move to the suburbs and uh, have a family, and um, um, we've liked it ever since. Well, why not? Like, it sounds like you've got an amazing home in terms of a, um, a, a warehouse shell that's been converted. Actually, I'll ask you this, Jenny, because, you know, you've probably got better taste than Andrew. What's your favourite restaurant in Victoria? <laughs> oh, there's so many. Um, uh, I think, it, firstly, we're breakfast people, so we go out a lot for breakfast more than to yeah. probably not unusual with when you've got kids. Um, so um, my latest breakfast places, I like Industrial Bean, um, which yeah. um, has yummy Breakfast and coffee, so so that's good. Um, Burnside is also my early morning coffee stop when we walk in the morning. Okay. So for breakfast, do you ever go past Loom Croissants? Well, we do, but there's often such a long queue uh, oh, that, uh, you know, we, we get in there when we can, but um, I'm not sure I can queue for an hour to get a croissant. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. It's one of those Fitzroy icon places that um, the whole of Melbourne knows about, really. Yeah, and uh, last weekend that Loon and someone else, I think, are doing something together and it's a croissant crossed with a donut and there was very long queue to get in. The cronuts, the cronuts. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but it was very long queue. Yeah. Andrew, do you know what's Fitzroy's best kept secret? Oh, Fitzroy's best kept secret. Look, I'm, uh, I, I thought about this and it's, it's more so... For me, it's all the back lanes and the artwork. It's a little community here. Fitzroy yeah. is tiny. Uh, North Fitzroy, but yeah, Fitzroy yeah. is very small. And it's uh, especially during lockdown that you walk around the back streets and there are all these 150-year-old terraces and cottages and uh, it's awesome. I, I think walking around the back blocks and I've got one more. Yeah. There's a pub or a bar up the secret bar up uh, just over the road in Collingwood, which is only about 200 metres from our house, called Paradise. Alley. Yeah. And it looks like a motorcycle repair place and you go inside, it's a fully blown bar. Awesome. Oh, wow. Awesome. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I believe at one point in time, Fitzroy had about 30,000 occupants in, you know, we're talking 100 years ago, and now it's down to about 8,000. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's not just, um, you know, people have this opinion that Fitzroy is all about a bunch of hipsters. Um yeah. But it's really it's really interesting that when you actually live here, you you find out there's you know the the doctor lives next door to the student house, and the student house is next door to the environmentalist, and the you know and there's yeah. young people and there's young families and there's retirees. It's it's a real mix, which is amazing, really. Like that you've got a mixed bag of of demographics there. Um, now, Jenny, what's your favourite thing about living in Fitzroy? Um, I think. It, I like the fact that I can walk everywhere, Yeah, you know, so if I want to go and grab a few things from the shops, I can walk. If I, um, I'm a rower, so if I'm rowing, I can walk into the city. Um, if I 
I don't know, got to go to the bank, I can walk. And it's really nice in not having to jump in the car all the time. Yeah, yes. I wish I had that issue, but I can't. I have to jump in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know you said you breakfast people, but do you ever go out for dessert in Fitzroy? We do. Um, We go on Smith Street. We actually do some work well, so we get to see the back end of it. Oh, nice. They are the most particular and fanatically clean people. It's amazing. And the ice cream's awesome. You just can't go there very often. Can you say that again, that the actual name of the place? Messina. Messina. Okay, nice. They're uh, they're really good. They're on Smith Street. Yeah. There's actually, I think, four of them around Melbourne now. Okay, nice. um, It's like Babka is also really great for um like you know sort of european desserts yeah. and things like that um you know like apple pie or oh okay nice the germanic sort of stuff so. yeah nice now how about entertainment what is there to do in fitzroy yeah i think it's probably a question of what what you can't do you know because it's like the the, the local you know we've got some great local parks um you know that tennis courts there's um you know if you want to go and watch the football you can actually walk to the g um if you want to um there's lots of as you would expect in fitzroy there's lots of yoga studios there's there's even even a boxing and yoga studio which i don't quite get but you know no (laughs) Um, catering for all yeah But there's dance classes and um, uh, lots of bars and, um, yeah, Yeah. plenty of things to do. So, Yeah. I believe it's one of the uh, most highly populated uh, pub culture in the whole of, like, Australia. Like, there's almost a pub on every corner, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, we we made during COVID that we're going to go, um, this is last year in COVID as opposed to this year, yeah. that we're going to go to a yeah. single pub, pub in Fitzroy and we, we haven't done it we yet. We haven't got there yet, but we're, we're giving it a <laughs> Well, you're just going to keep going with that bucket list, don't you? <laughs> Everyone knows the hobby too. I'm all good. Well, that's all I have to ask unless there's anything else you'd like to say about how awesome Fitzroy is. I would have to say that we moved in and we didn't expect it to be as good as it is. Which is amazing for an inner city suburb. Yeah. 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 And you're not planning on moving out anytime soon either, are you? Hopefully not. Our only concerns have been built out uh, over the years. Yeah. Um, But it's all good. As long as you've got a bit of sunshine and you've still got that city view, you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. The life of Fitzroy centres around the main shopping precinct of busy Brunswick Street and Gertrude Street, where you will find a never-ending supply of cafes, restaurants and bars, live music venues, alternative fashion shops, antique and bookshops, art galleries and an array of different retail stores in between. There is also a Woolworths on Smith Street, a Coles and an Aldi on Johnson Street an IGA on Brunswick Street and Foodwork stores on both Brunswick and Gertrude Streets. Worth noting is Vincent's Marketplace, a plant-based supermarket with a cafe catering to the increasing number of people who have adopted a vegetarian or vegan diet. As mentioned earlier, during times of hardship in Fitzroy, it has been the religious organisations who have supported the people. For a small suburb, Fitzroy has a large number of places to worship of all denominations, 
some with their history in Fitzroy dating back to the 1850s. Next to Fitzroy Gardens, you'll find the grand Gothic architecture of St Patrick's Cathedral. And a walk around Fitzroy will see you take in the sights of all the old church buildings, such as St Mark's Anglican Church on George Street, the Uniting Church on Napier Street, and St Bridget's on Nicholson Street. In terms of public transport, this is well taken care of in Fitzroy, with trams running along Nicholson Street, Brunswick Street and Smith Street. Buses run to the CBD from outside the Australian Catholic University on Victoria Parade, but for many people due to its distance to the city, most will actually ride bikes or simply walk. Fitzroy has great options for primary schools. Housed in historic buildings dating back to 1855, but with added state-of-the-art facilities, Fitzroy Primary School is a co-educational state primary school in the heart of Fitzroy for foundation to year six. Fitzroy Community School on Brunswick Street offers a relaxed alternative curriculum and the Sacred Heart School of Fitzroy is a Catholic primary school offering co-educational curriculum. Fitzroy North Primary School, located on Fergie Street, has an enrolment of 500 students and is one of the oldest primary schools in Melbourne. Also located in Fitzroy North is Deutsche Schule Melbourne, an accredited German school offering bilingual education for children up to year six. For secondary school, Fitzroy has its own high school located at Falconer Street. It is a co-educational school with an enrolment of 618 students and unlike most high schools, students are not required to wear a uniform. Alternatively, there are other high schools nearby in Carlton, Collingwood and Northcote. Fitzroy also has a 50 metre outdoor heated pool. The Fitzroy Swimming Pool is located on Alexander Parade between Brunswick and Smith Street on the corner of Young Street. It also has a toddler pool and gym and is a favourite summer playground for all Melburnians. Its aqua profonda sign, meaning danger, deep water, was hand-painted in 1954 and is now heritage listed, which adds to the vintage feel of this iconic venue. Fitzroy really is the best suburb to live in Melbourne for those who want to be different. Now, on Thursday, we are back to our regular episode where we talk to Zico from Zico Cleaning about the importance of the vacate clean when ending a lease. For those who are looking at renting a property, Z gives us some great insights into what type of properties are easy to clean and which ones are hard when you're renting, so don't miss it. Real Estate Right is a real copyright production hosted and produced by me, Sue Langada. I would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music, and Francis Morello for his voiceover. Real Copyright is a leading real estate copywriting service throughout Melbourne. If you would like your property copywritten by Real Copyright, please book your copy through orders at realcopyright.com.au. If you would like us to help, create more valuable real estate information for the people of Melbourne in this podcast. Contact sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.